Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease in Childhood. Welcome to January Atoms. As the first anniversary of the first adult COVID-19 cases approaches at the time of writing, we reflect on what we've learned since December 2019 and could be excused a wave of excitement about what the soon-to-be-released vaccines might offer us. More on this story soon, of course, but here are some thought-provoking non-corona papers. Next generation sequencing. It seems only a few minutes, literally, since the CGH array was being heralded as the great diagnostic saviour after the limitations of the traditional carrier type and deletion detection methods were recognised. Next generation sequencing, however, based on refinements on technology introduced by Sanger in the 1970s, has now effectively supplanted everything that came before to the extent that it's being touted for use in rapid bedside diagnostics, anything from metabolic to dysmorphology, as well as the better-known outpatient workup approach. Diana Barali's editorial on the science behind NGS, including whole exome and whole genome sequencing, as to two studies from Singapore, Neha Bhatia and Henning Wei, in which additional diagnostic yield in children in whom the traditional methods had been negative. Both studies found additional positives in the 35 to 40% range, higher in certain phenotypes, neuromuscular and skeletal dysplasias, universal additional information for counselling and results which often changed treatment. The Global Child Health section continues with Jay Halbert and Jacqueline Legate's excellent series on snake bite. This instalment reviews management. Never has premium non sacere i.e. first do no harm, been more germane, much harm being unwittingly caused by traditional cures. Primary treatment is generic to all species and includes non-weight bearing and simple analgesia, immobilisation of the bitten part of the body so it lies below the level of the heart, referral to a medical facility with attention to the airway, oxygenation and prevention of aspiration and gaining intravenous access in an unaffected limb. Harmful practices such as incision, suction devices, snake stones, cryotherapy and tourniquets are now known to be high risk. Tourniquets can increase local tissue destruction and cause gangrene. Pressure immobilisation bandages are useful in bites by elapids, the neurotoxic families, that do not cause local swelling to reduce lymphatic flow, but can actually cause harm in the viper family those which cause coagulopathies and are therefore not recommended on the whole by WHO. If the snake type has been identified, not always possible, but almost always helpful, then antivenom specific to the family of the biting snake can be added. This treatment is specific to the type of bite, the coagulopathy or the diparidae or the neurotoxicity of the elapids. Epinephrine auto-injectors, gentle or jabbing. There are two general schools of thought as to the optimum way of administering emergency epinephrine with an auto-injector for anaphylaxis. The gentler place-and-press method and possibly faster method of swing and jab. Confusingly, different devices recommend one or the other, while some, for example the EpiPen, recommend both depending on geographical region. Louise Pike and David Tuttle assess whether there are other gains from the use of one method over the other, using the length of paintball drawn 
and pain-free, laceration from needle-free practice pen tests as a mark of a trauma and pain in a group of Welsh primary school children. The place and press technique incurred in commas far less of a mark, suggesting less real-life risk of a laceration and a more overall pleasant experience, if that's an appropriate term given the use to treat an anaphylaxis. For sure, sheer pragmatism and ingenuity, this is my editor's choice. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. In a compelling review of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, NAFLD, precursor to non-alcoholic steatosis, Mira Shaulak explores the pathophysiology and potential interventions. The folkloric perception of the obesity equation has now been debunked. It is one part of the equation, but dietary composition, unsaturated fatty acids, disaccharides and chronic hypoxia and ethnicity all contribute. Intervention is extremely difficult. The usual arsenal of metabolic modifying drugs like metformin, losart and antioxidants so far in the tantalisingly promising rather than clear-cut delivery phase. Thyroid phenotypes. So thyroid imaging after a diagnosis of congenital hypothyroidism is deemed desirable, the use of scintigraphy, a much more sensitive tool for detection of variants in position, has yet to become embedded in the routine workup, partly as many are yet to be convinced that it changes management. Chris Worth's analysis of a 10-year study of neonatal congenital hypothyroidism, in other words, TSH screen positive babies might change this view. In their series, scintigraphy was routine and more babies with gland in situ and gland ectopia and fewer dysplastic glands than expected were found. Those with glands in situ had lower median TSH and higher free thyroxine than their counterparts and a high chance of hypothyroidism being ultimately transient and off treatment by three years of age. Feels that there's some untapped potential in scintigraphy after all. Cycle of deprivation and abuse. Though the use of electronic records is ubiquitous, there is still much untapped potential. Identifying households at risk of intimate partner violence and child maltreatment from precursor warning presentations is one example of a potential. Shabir Saeed and colleagues' systematic review of test validation studies eruditely pools the positive predictive values for a range of warning diagnoses like fractures abstinence syndrome in children, for example, and later ascertainment or corroboration. With the unsurprising rise of publication bias, markers are between 50 and 90% positive predictive value, the only outlier being fetal alcohol syndrome, which is, of course, a notoriously difficult diagnosis even when directly reported. Somehow, through dataset linkage, these flags need to be translated to warning systems. If not, will have wasted an excellent opportunity to intervene. That's all for now. Be sure to check out the website adc.bmj.com to read all the other papers. Have a great month. Speak to you again soon. Bye for now.